How's it going, guys? It's Rico here with the Smooth Jazz review of the Made in China podcast. What's up, guys? It's Rico here, CEO of SourceFind Asia, host of the Made in China podcast, host of the SourceFind Asia YouTube channel. In this episode, uh, I actually sat down, which is now becoming a little bit of a tradition of mine, um, sat down with my marketing intern, Luke Delanoy. He is from Ottawa, Canada. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard it on the podcast. And if some of you guys watch the YouTube channel, you probably saw the ad that we put up at the top of the year looking for a summer intern. And Luke was uh, one of the early people to apply. Uh, we had quite a good reception from those ads. And I was I was actually genuinely surprised at the amount of interest it generated. But um, I just felt like Luke was the most qualified and uh, sort of the most relevant and prepared and maybe even hungry as well. Um, and yeah, we started, I first interview I did with him was like in January. I was in the, I was in the Philippines at the time and we did a, he did a second interview with Mike and then a third interview with both of us. And we started, we decided to test him out. I think it was February or March. We gave him some small tasks and then we started hopping on a weekly call and he executed and yeah, we decided to, to bring him onto the team. So we finally made it out to China. At the beginning of July, and I sat down and just interviewed him about his life a little bit and what his plans are for China's first week's impression, and um, hopefully, we'll by the end of the, the the internship, we'll sit down and do like a little review podcast. So, without further ado, enjoy the episode. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. What's up, guys? It's Rico here, CEO of SourceFind Asia. I'm back with another one. This is a YouTube slash podcast. I'm sitting here with Luke Delanoy, our new marketing intern. You want to introduce yourself real quick? Yeah, my name is Luke. I'm from uh, Ottawa, Canada. Uh, just finished school not too long ago and came out here. Got the opportunity to come out here and uh, be the marketing and content development intern. So here I am. Nice. Okay. All right. So um, let's start with how did you come across the, the channel? Uh, I came across it. Did you come across the channel first or the podcast? I came across, I believe it was the channel first. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've been following your stuff for a while. Um, you know, I, I tried sourcing stuff uh, on my own with my friends and came across your channel, you know, YouTubing how to source from China and that kind of stuff. So I had watched uh, your videos before and that's kind of how I found you. And then when I saw the ad about the intern, I just applied and. So I guess you, you found, I think you told me like you found Nick's channel first. Yeah. So I guess going back in my history, like I was looking, I was always interested in Amazon FBA and that kind of stuff. And there's a whole bunch of stuff on the internet right now about it. So you kind of have to pick like people who you, who you find commonality with, or who you can like something in common. Mm-hmm. And I just remember seeing that first video of Nick 
and he was like just bearing his soul out to the world in like his dorm room saying like listen like this is my journey and it was like that that his first youtube video ever mm-hmm. and uh it really connected with me because he's a toronto guy and i don't know i could really relate and then you know fast forward a little bit he posted more videos and one of you came up and so that's kind of how i i found your channel and subsequently the podcast and all that cool and then one day you were browsing youtube and then you saw the ad yeah it was i mean yeah it was just uh i remember it was like this past january kind of didn't really know what to do always looking for new opportunities and uh came across your ad and at first i was like oh i'm never gonna get this so i i put it down kind of put it away back in my mind and then talk to my friends about it and uh a couple days later I was like fuck it let's do it. Mm. Yeah, I mean I think I even I think I said it in the ad and I I say it on the website it's like I'm open to any person applying, you know, like as long as they have some relevant experience um like I'm not somebody who's like oh we need to get this person with x amount of qualifications like or this much um five years of experience is like no like if you are if you are familiar with youtube and familiar with any sort of content creation like you can apply for the job of course i'm then going to like interview a bunch of people and try to make a decision based off of who i think is the best but i'm, I'm like i'm not biased in that way you know um i even had we even had somebody apply who was like a mechanical engineer had no experience <laughs> in content creation whatsoever but i i still interviewed her like i still sat down with her and and asked her why she was trying to do this job instead of what she's like studying and then she was she gave me her reasoning but i just figured like in that situation when you have zero experience and you're like not well i'm not saying that engineers are not creative obviously but like if you're not familiar with the way youtube videos are made and the way content is made and you don't consume any content then it's just going to be a huge learning curve right so um what talk to me about like okay so we had the first interview you probably did too because i think i interviewed you first and then probably had an interview with mike um talk to me about what was going through your mind during that time period when we were interviewing you and like what um what was your how did you feel about the interviews like that just bring me back to where your mind was at at the time um i was just really excited about the opportunity to get to talk to you and Mike just because I feel like I put you guys up like on such a high pedestal but then talking to you guys you're just like normal everyday guys at the end of the day um and going through the process it was I feel like you guys say a lot of what you're thinking on the podcast mm-hmm. and in the YouTube channel or YouTube videos so I was listening to a lot of you guys all the time so then when it came to actually talking to you guys i felt like i had a lot of what you guys were going to ask or i knew kind of what you guys were thinking and looking for so mm-hmm. i'll kind of base my answers off that and so you you pretended to be somebody else <laughs> <laughs> well you got to fake it till you make it but on the other hand it was just like i knew i could fill the role it was just a question of kind of getting to know you guys better yeah i mean uh, of course like at the end of the day part of the reason why we put out the the content the way that we do it is not just 
for our clients. We want to work with clients that sort of understand who we are and are comfortable with us. But then at the same time, yeah, if you are going to apply for a job with us and stuff like that, like you already have, if you listen to 20, 30, 40 episodes of the podcast, you will get a feel for the kind of people that we are and the kind of people we want to work with, right? So, um, okay. So then what about when you, okay, when I tell you like, yeah, Luke, I think we want to move forward with you. Uh, you tell your friends and family and like, what's the reaction in it amongst your like social circle and stuff? Um, I think a lot were a bit surprised of, of me wanting to come out here just because, I mean, I tell my close friends what I'm doing and they're very supportive, but a lot of them were just like, whoa, China, yeah. just because it's so foreign back home and you hear like all the news reports and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I think it was just intrigue. Um, and yeah, just very excited for me and just like, what are you doing? But also just like, go for it. Mm, that's, that's cool. So you had a pretty support. You said your parents are pretty supportive, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that helps a lot in coming out here just because it's so far. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, for sure. Okay. And then I guess first impression since you've been here now for a little bit over 10 days, what, 12, 13 days? Yeah, Guangzhou as a whole is such an interesting city. There's so much history that, you know, like I come from Ottawa where it's like our Canada as a whole is only 150 years old. But just diving back into like the last even 100 years of China, there's so much history. Mm-hmm. And then you, you realize like you're in a place of such, it's so big and there's so much to see and do mm-hmm. that it's a bit overwhelming sometimes. But you also learn to love it. Yeah, I think that was the biggest thing I felt. Because, I mean, yeah, you could, we could sit around and talk about, like, China being 1.4 plus billion people. But, like, it's hard to, even even after been, having been here for almost five years, it's like it's hard to really wrap your brain around that amount of people in one space. Um, but then the thing is, people always feel like, because there are such so many people, they just feel like it's going to be super packed and crowded but the first thing I noticed when I came here was like you have, you know, four or five lane roads everywhere, and there's there's so much space on the sidewalk, giant sidewalks and stuff like that. Whereas like in Toronto, like I felt Toronto was more crowded, especially the downtown area is way more crowded than here. You know, um, you definitely have like peak hours in the subway and stuff that where people get packed in like sardines. But for in general, like it, you do have a lot of space when you're walking around in the city. You know. Um, so yeah, I, I can totally relate to that. Was was there any um, was there a major difference in what you thought this place was going to be versus what you versus your initial experiences? Uh, I honestly tried to come in with zero expectations in the sense that like I didn't try to build it up to be something different. Mm-hmm. I was just coming here to soak up as much as I could. Uh, And then the city as a whole, I kind of expected it to be this huge city, Mm -hmm. which it is, but yeah, like it is super big, but there's also parts of the city that are super quiet and there's still a lot of people, but you still feel like you have a lot of room, Mm -hmm. uh, like along the river. Um, It's just really peaceful there and... Like, there's definitely areas you can go kind of to get away from it all. 
What were some of your initial challenges when you first arrived in China? I think the biggest thing is the ability to not, like you can't really communicate with everyone um, and have a conversation with everyone. Like I think the most, the longest conversation I had with anyone was with Mike and that was only in like day three. So, um, but yeah, you just kind of have to adapt and learn a couple things and Google translates your friend. Yeah. Yeah. Google translates your best friend. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that, um, Carl and I always talked about is how you'll, you'll really learn how to work and hustle in China because, because of that, there's like less distractions, right? Like the fact that there's a language barrier, there's a cultural barrier, which would, and especially if you're coming here for work, it's you, you're basically just going to throw yourself into the grind. And then on top of that, you'll start to notice as you're here for a while, like everything's always open all the time. It's like six, seven days a week, people working, right? So you, it's, it's sort of infectious in that, in that way. Um, okay, so initial challenges with that. Uh, what about, so this is day four, first official week in the office. How's, how's the work going? The work is really good um, because it's like marketing and content is just, it's, I would say it's relatively easy work in the sense that like most people know how to use YouTube, Instagram and all those. It's just staying on top of everything um, and then keeping on top of your tasks. As far as the work goes, it's pretty easy. And as, as you just mentioned, like because there's a language barrier and because like it's a bit harder for, for, for us to like go out and, to the pub and just meeting random people, like I'm finding it's a lot easier to just focus on the work all the time, which is probably a good thing. Well, you could do that. You just have to go because again, it's you've only been here for like one weekend. Yeah. Um, there are like that's why this weekend I want to show you around a little bit more. There are definitely places that you could connect with um, people your age and like at a bar and whatever. But they're going to be expats for the most part. Yeah. And then there'll be the the few Chinese people that are fluent in English that also hang out in the same spots. Yeah. yeah. Until you start to learn Chinese and you'll be able to connect with people um, on a deeper level. Um, we've, this is your first official week in the office, but we've been working together since I would say March or April. Yeah. Um, how am I, <laughs> how am I as a boss? <laughs> I would say you're pretty reasonable. Um, you're pretty like, with me, at least you're pretty like laid back as long as I just do the work and mostly just keep up with the Slack messages and all that. Um, yeah, it's been very, you're very easy to talk to and like very easy uh, managerial style. So it's, it's been super reasonable. Okay. And I guess you're getting adjusted to the sort of the systems and stuff because obviously we had you plugged into Slack and Google Drive before, but not really some of the other apps that, that we use and the daily routine of like the morning meetings and all that stuff. Like how's that been so far? It's been good. I think, um, and the, the work diary and all that. Yeah. It's all stuff that like, I see what you're doing with and I, I understand it. So it's just a question of, yeah, I'm still getting used to it, but it's super like, I understand why you do it. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll write my, the diary and like, stuff I did today and all that. And then as far as all the other systems, I think they're great. And 
like if you ever lost on something, you you know you like you can just either Google it or watch watch the videos you did or or look the up SOPs all the systems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I I uh, I, I find because you're the second intern. Well, yeah, second intern that we have. Um, I find that like Westerners tend to get it a little bit faster, like in terms of why we're doing all this stuff. Um, I when we've hired local people, I've had to like get them on board with some of the things because they feel like maybe it's a little bit tedious. But the reality is, especially if you're running a, like a remote team, um, and then in a place like China where culturally there's some differences, you have clients that are from another country, and you're dealing with you have employees that are from this country. You have to have these kind of systems and tracking and like ways for us to find a document from a year ago. It has to be up in Google Drive. You know what I mean? It's like that kind of stuff. But from an administrative standpoint, as an employee, I can understand how it's tedious. But if you understand why we're doing it, then you know people tend to jump on board eventually. Yeah, and I think especially having the Slack and a lot of the stuff Google based. Uh, because my first couple months were remote, it helped a lot. Yeah. Um, just because I could kind of get a feel of, like, if you wanted to do something or if Mike needed some video editing done, like, I knew exactly where to go, what to do, and that kind of thing. And then, you know, our weekly meetings helped a lot too. Yeah. Um, just to keep in touch and kind of touch base. Obviously, there's some things working remotely that you just have to be in the office for, right? Like setting up a lot of those systems, but once you kind of get going, like you're pretty set to go. Yeah, I mean, even um, Lord, our our video editor, shout out to Lord. Um, <laughs> he when when I hired him, he went through and like went through the previous three months of Slack messages to see how I was communicating with the previous video editor, and it's like stuff like that. Like you can't like if we were communicating via email or. WhatsApp or WeChat, it's like that's just almost impossible to go back and be like, okay, so that's the previous video. Here's a link to the previous video. What was the feedback? Like, you know, and like that kind of stuff. Here are the thumbnails. Um, and it's it's invaluable, yeah. Um, yeah, so what, I guess, closing question, what do you hope to accomplish from your three months, at least three months in China? Um, I think my my biggest thing was just kind of like meeting Mark the other day, he was like, oh, Luke, you're just a sponge. And yeah. I was like, yeah, that's absolutely true. That's kind of why I, I came here is just to be a sponge and to soak Fabiana up. Fabiana said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, he seems like he just wants to like learn. You know? yeah. yeah. And that's kind of why I came here and kind of why I'm here is just to absorb any any kind of knowledge. I think like, I subscribe a bit to Gary V mm-hmm. and, and he was just like, yeah, for all you summer interns out there, just like network, network, network and soak up any knowledge you can. And that's kind of what I'm doing here. So. Well, you came to the right place, man. Like, um, yeah. I mean, you already met Mark this weekend. You probably meet Felipe and Kash. Yeah. Um, at some stage, you probably meet Nick Zeber. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to meet a lot of interesting players in the game. Yeah, which is kind of why I came out here and meet new people and um, of course having that experience on my resume is good but at the end of the day I just want to learn as much as I can from you guys too so. cool. if people want to reach out to you how can they get in contact with you 
Uh, Instagram's the best way. Uh, Luke Delna one on Insta. Um, I can put in the show notes. Mm-hmm. All right, and of course, guys, uh, thanks for watching the video. If you want to get in contact with us uh, for the podcast, it's podcast at sourcefinagent.com. Um, if you want to check out the show notes, that's sourcefinagent.com slash made in China. Of course, on YouTube, all the links will be in the description below. And I will see you guys next week. Cheers. Ready for some photos, yeah, and I'm cold, bitch, please try to keep the door closed. Line by thousand dollar tea with no logos. Let me show you what I see when my eyes close. Take it how you want to a nigga dead. Till then, I'm the illest motherfucker alive.